Welcome to the City Women Podcast. My name is Teresa Great, and I'm joined by Mary Turner and author Ashley Kelly. We're doing things a little different today. We're turning the mics on one of our own, so we're going to be interviewing Ashley Kelly. Let's jump right in. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello, Sharisa. How are we doing today? <laughs> so good. So good. And we have an audience. We, we do. do. Guys, say hello. How are you all? They're so good. They're so good. You realize all the words that you say a lot when you do a podcast, and then you listen to it editing 10 times, you're like, oh my gosh. I so good would be one of them. So good. <laughs> Excited. I've put a ban on a few words. But guess what, everybody? Ashley Kelly is a published author. That's right. This beautiful book, No Small Thing, and we're going to talk with her about it on this podcast. It's crazy. It's still weird to hear those words, Ashley Kelly, an author. Published author. Yes. So, Ashley. Yes. How would you summarize this book? <laughs> if someone were to ask you, what's it about? What's your elevator pitch? Um, it is about small things, but not in the way that you're thinking of it. Um, I would say that it actually is kind of an exploration into how big our God is, the big plan that he has, and the big hope that we have because of that. And because all of that is true, then when we look at our everyday life and the things that are in front of us and the things that he asks us to do, we begin to realize that there is no small thing. It all matters. So good. You like that? So, so what good. kind of inspired you to write this book? Um, God did. Is that, that the appropriate answer? I need more. <laughs> um, yes, no, I'll give you more. Um, it really, really was kind of inspired by the initial sentence, small doesn't mean insignificant. And that was something that I felt like God kind of planted in my heart back in 2019. And um, it really centered around as I was reading the Bible, seeing that principle, seeing all the small things and how God used that, God used the one person, God used a little thing, um, and how it was so important. And then that also coincided with, we were getting ready to launch the Pahuska campus, and um, you know, it's a small town, and realizing that even small towns are significant, and it just kind of grew from there, and all of a sudden I saw it happening in my real life and all these small things, God was showing me that they were really significant. That's awesome. So who did you write this book for, Ashley? I wrote it for all of you. Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, there, are, there are some specific people that I kind of had in mind as I was writing different parts of the book. Um, but one of the advice that you would get from anybody, if you were to say, hey, I want to write a book, like how do I do that? they would always tell you, like, you have to know who you're writing to. You have to, like, specific. You have to know who's going to be reading this book. Um, and so so many of, of you all, your faces popped into my head as I was writing. And um, because I'm in community with you, and, and I love that. So good. Yeah. So mine's kind of a two-part question. Okay. How long did it take you to write it? Mm -hmm. And maybe what was the hardest or most overwhelming part of it? <laughs> um, I sat down in 2021, so 2021, 
we had just moved to Pahuska, and my kids were at VBS. And so it was like in the middle of summer, I had a little bit of peace and quiet. And that was when I was like, I'm going to put this pen to paper. I'm going to commit. I took a picture. I posted it on Instagram. Some of you might remember it. <laughs> and I just said, I am going to write a book. And, um, and so from that moment, I began working on it. And I fought myself a lot. I fought lies and the idea that I am insignificant. Who wants me to write a book? Who's going to read it? Um, nobody asked me to do this. Um, so I had to fight that a lot. That was one of the hardest parts of writing the book, just like getting over myself, getting over the lies that the enemy tries to tell you or, you know, me. Um, and then just really just sticking with it and like actually doing the thing, like following through on something that you want to do or you feel like God is leading you to do is often the, the hardest part. So I started it in 2021, finished writing it in February of this year. Um, there were some hard chapters in there, but I think the hardest part overall was just like, just doing it. Yeah. yeah. I probably should have said this at the beginning, but Ashley, it is such a good book. I'm not saying this because you're here and I'm just being nice. I probably wouldn't have interviewed you. I probably would just, but yeah, please, anybody who, who has, I um, got the honor of reading it back in, what was it, March? March. March. Um, and I read it all the way through and loved it from the very first moment. I was so proud of you and it's such a good book. If, even if I didn't know you, I would be like giving this book to people because I think it's really important. And I'm just excited for you, Thank seeing you. it on the other side. And if you want to know what I really think about it, I wrote it in there. So, <laughs> That's true. So it's not just about a book, right? Maybe you have a dream in your life to write a book, but maybe you don't. Maybe there's something else that you have. And so just really want to say, how can we relate it to others? What if they have a dream that seems unreachable? Because I'm sure it felt unreachable mm -hmm. that first day or even before you started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it actually all goes back to the whole premise of the book. Um, we do big things one small step at a time. Um, and that is true whether we're talking about like God things or motherhood things or work things or things, you know, dreams or whatever it is. Um, it probably sounds cliche and we all know it. Like we all know that. You can't start at zero and all of a sudden be at 100. You have to... You have to just work at it, and it's one small step um, in front of the other. And I remember somebody asking me after I had made that, I think it was after I had made that initial post, like, hey, I'm going to write a book. Um, somebody here actually asked me, was asking me about it, and he had written a book, kind of same situation. He was like, I'm just going to write a book. And he continued to ask, hey, how's it going? How's it going? You know, and he would always tell me, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. You just got to sit down. You just got to write write a paragraph, write a page, just like keep at it. Um, and so that's, that's what I would say to anybody. If you have a big dream, if you have something that you feel like God has called you to and you don't know how to start, or you don't know how you're gonna like get there someday, maybe don't look at the someday, just look at what you can do today um, because we can't get to someday without today. And um, so, yeah, it's sometimes not what we wanna hear, but it is, it's the discipline of just doing the small things and, and working for what you see in the future. 
Well, what would you say is your favorite chapter or part of the book? <laughs> um, every time I read a different part, it's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> and then I forget. I forget like what I wrote. I'm like, and then I'll read. I'm like, oh, that was that was kind of good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this? Uh, there was a period of time where I finished it and you know sent it off to the editors and all that, and I was like, I am not going to read it until this thing is done because. I don't, you know, I don't want to second guess anything, but then I started second guessing and I was like, oh, it doesn't, it's not going to be good, it's going to be terrible. But then I got it and I read it and I was like, oh, okay, it's not so bad. <laughs> um, my favorite, I would say probably my favorite, I don't know if I have a favorite chapter. I do like, I have two answers. I like, I don't remember what chapter it is, it might be chapter nine, chapter nine, I think, when I finally get to tell the story of like, what finally pushed me over the edge to actually write the book. Because I was so excited to tell that story. Um, because I think it was, it is what made me write the book. Um, so you're gonna have to read it in chapter nine. Yeah. Um, and then I loved writing the first part of the book. So there are three parts to the book. And part one is kind of, I've been describing it as the theology of the book. And so it is all about our big God his big plan and the big hope we have because of that. And I, um, I don't know if you all know this about me, but I love talking about God and I love um, taking apart big ideas and making them small and making them understandable and relatable to everyday life. And so I loved, I loved being able to do that in the first part of the book and then everything else Part two and part three kind of was is like the practicality of like, okay, this is who God is. This is you know all these things are true. How do what? How does that change my life? How does that? How do I now act or proceed with my life because of all those things? But part one was probably my favorite. That's really good. And you may have already answered this, or you may have a different answer. What do you want people to take away from your book? Um, I want you to. I think the biggest thing throughout the book, I ask one question, sorry. I ask one question, and if you've read it, you know what it is, and you probably could tell me. I hope you could tell me, because this is what I want you to take away from the book. Um, the question is, is it too small a thing? And um, I think more than anything else, I want that to stick with you. Obviously, I want, I want the idea that God is big, that he loves you, that you know all these things, I, I, that's really important to me, but if that only stays up in the, the head area of you, you know, like head knowledge, and it doesn't get down into your heart, then it does no good. And so I think the question, is it too small a thing, um, is something that I want you to take after reading the book, and you can apply it to your life, is doing this sink full of dishes with a happy heart, is that too small a thing? Is feeding this person that I may not know or I don't really enjoy, is that too small a thing? Is doing this, is doing that, is it too small a thing? Um, I think that's I, what I hope, what sticks with everybody. That's yeah. what I got. Okay. <laughs> Something I wanted to add in, one of the things that you mentioned when we were talking a few weeks ago about doing this was that some of the, the first moments of you knowing you needed to do it was in a room like this. Uh -huh at what was then a she event or uh -huh. another service. And so it's not necessarily a question to you. It's more of an encouragement to those listening. Um, if you feel God tugging at your heart to do something, make sure you tell somebody. Mm. Like the enemy loves to attack us when something only lives inside of us. 
he'll make you underestimate yourself or second guess, was this really God or was this my own thought? And so if there's something that you feel God is really stirring in you, make sure you tell someone that you trust and let them pray with you, walk alongside with you as you're doing it. Yeah. So good. Last thing we wanted is if you would read a little page called Dear Reader. It's page 203. Okay. It's your little preview. This is at the very end of the book. And I did not send this to you when I sent you the book. This is a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, dear reader, it is important to me that you know the book you hold in your hands and all the words you have read from me are my attempt at putting everything I have encouraged you to do into action. This is my no small thing act of obedience and surrender. I am unknown in the literary world and the Christian author and Bible, Bible teacher world. I do not have a large platform, nor do I have a sizable following or email list. There will not be thousands of people lining up to buy this book or influencing others about it on social media. In the eyes of the world, even the Christian world, I'm small. This book is small, but it is not insignificant. If you are the only one to read these words, it will have been worth it. If you are the only one to act on what was written here, it will have been worth it. If you are the one, only one to take on this call to be a no small thing person, it will have been worth it. Because you, my friend, are worth it. You are not insignificant. There is no small thing regarding the kingdom of God and what he asks us to do. I'm forever grateful God opened my eyes and heart to see this remarkable truth in his word and life. More than that, though, I am thankful he is helping me live it out. There is no small thing, friend. That includes you and your life, too. For his glory and the good of his people, Ashley. Thank well, you, Ashley. Okay. Last thing we want to do, and we couldn't get one for each of you because we get in trouble for making a mess, but we want to celebrate. <laughs> so we have poppers. So you guys just have poppers in, in your heart. And, right? And Ryan, know. you might need to mute our mics. Yeah, mute it. Because I can't put it down. Yay! Well, that was fun. I really enjoyed um, the ladies getting to hear about your book. And then since then, we've had such great feedback um, in our groups where we read your book. And, and what about you, Ashley? What has been the response to you? Um, it's been really good. So it's been about almost three months, like I think at the end of this week, it'll be three months since it came out. In some ways it feels like the quickest three months, in other ways it feels like the longest three months. Um, but I definitely have gotten some really good feedback, especially initially when um, a lot from the church ladies, when they were getting the book, starting it in their groups. Um, so that was really, really sweet. It was, um, almost like one of those like oh this is real when you see it in other people's hands or they're taking pictures of it in their house or um, all of that and so I think that's when it really started feeling real um, but there still are times where I'm like oh yeah I wrote a book and it's out there and people are reading it they know those stories <laughs> they know some of my intimate thoughts and um, so yeah it's just kind of a interesting thing to kind of um, balance inside but I would I will say that I I think I didn't realize how much of it 
how much it like required of me to write the book, um, probably like for a whole year. Um, and so I didn't realize until afterwards that I was like, well, I'm feel like I it's like when you go to a party or go to a friend's house and you feel like you just talked the whole time and you walk <laughs> away and you're like, oh, my gosh, why did I do that? <laughs> I've kind of had like that that sort of feeling. And so like I haven't had any desire to um, be on social media as far as like posting or, you know, any sharing and um, just kind of felt like I needed to go into restoration mode and kind of um, not heal because it wasn't like a anything that I needed to heal from, but just kind of, I don't know. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I call that a vulnerability hangover. Yes, yeah. After I share on a Sunday, the Monday I'm like, Ugh. it's yeah. just, it, particularly for an introvert, it mm-hmm. just takes a lot to open yourself up. And so there is an aspect of kind of putting your psyche back together, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's, it's, it's not healing necessarily. It's just more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's different seasons. And so that was, you know, a season for getting that all out. And there's not anything necessarily right now that I need to get out, you know. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm kind of where I'm at now. And um, I've started school again. And so I'm, I'm working a lot of on that. And so it's academic a lot, a lot more of like interior mm-hmm. and academic writing and um, my instructors that read my papers they're like oh I can tell that you've had a lot of experience in academic writing and I laugh and I'm like nope I haven't because <laughs> it's a totally different just yeah. way of writing <laughs> um but so that's really where I've been putting a lot of my time yeah lately that's exciting well talking about the response from from women Sharissa and I both have had a small group yep. that have been reading your book mm-hmm. and so we've enjoyed seeing it through their eyes as yep. well and, and Sharissa what's been some of the response from your ladies well, you have a there's an Ashley Kelly fan club. I don't know if you knew that was a thing. <laughs> yes, but every and week, mine too. Oh, I yeah. love Ashley Kelly, mm-hmm. and um, a couple weeks ago, they're like, "Do you think Ashley would ever come to our small group?" <laughs> I so know her. I bet today. I could work that I out. I am. Yay. She's coming to our group, um, our second to last meeting for the book, and so it's been awesome. Just, I mean, I think there's lots of great books out there, and like we always have good conversation in our small groups. But I think there's been something special about the coinciding of that being people we hear from on stage. And mm-hmm. so like the series we just got finished with in church, there were so many things that connected even with the chapters we were talking about, which I think that happens a lot, but, um, but even more so it's like, Oh, Jamie was sharing this yesterday and Ashley wrote about this. <laughs> and it's just been kind of funny in that way. Um, but, but I think it's opened up a lot of conversations about like, where have we maybe thought of ourselves as being too small? or insignificant, or um, maybe I haven't given enough credit to these gifts and strengths that I have that God wants me to use for the kingdom. And so, so you know, I always ask the vulnerable questions, <laughs> and sometimes they answer them. Um, but, but I think it's just forcing conversations from someone we know and love and mm-hmm. respect. And um, so that's been something that I've really enjoyed. I think it's also fun, you know, you read a book and you, you, read a story yeah. and you think oh that's interesting I, I wonder what's the rest of that story mm-hmm. and it's been fun for our ladies to say oh we watched this in real time we watched the <laughs> yeah. Pawhuska campus I was on the launch team. yes yeah. yes be born and all these yeah. things and and then other people because 
in my small group have known you a very long time. Yes. And, and your all, grandma. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. I had one person talk about, oh, I was such a good friend of Dee, and yeah. it's really interesting to read this. And, yeah. um, and, and also for them to say, oh, I always pictured Ashley as this. You know, mm-hmm. she had just had it all together. I had no idea she faced these things. And so I think it has also opened up for everyone oh, everyone faces these hard times and we don't know what's going on behind the scenes in people's lives. And even people who look like they have it all together mm-hmm. and they're really um, very spiritual and they would never deal with this. <laughs> I, I think it gave some permission to, oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I can, I can get on the other side of this as well. This thing that I'm struggling with, I'm not going to struggle with forever. I can be vulnerable with, and this is a safe space. And I also yeah. believe that I can move past. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> it's so um I don't know it's it's one thing to like preach a message and it kind of is there for a day and but it's another thing to write a book that's full of messages and then to hear that it's impacting ladies in a certain way and not just for that day or you know it's yeah. um I think in the interview I think maybe you asked me like what's one thing that you want people to like walk away with or remember or whatever yeah. and it really is that question like is it too small a thing and I think as the groups have come together and been able to talk about all the different stuff I think maybe that is getting ingrained yeah. in them and if it requires a part of my story and a part of me then um, you know I think I even said it in the book like it is that's my offering to to God first of all, but then also to the ladies of City Church and anyone else that yeah. that reads it. Well, I'll testify. The ladies are getting the message, yeah. and they're just really having to think of life in a new way and think of their relationship with God. And um, I think it's been stories change the world. I just think, yeah. and this story has changed a lot of women at City Church and beyond. I mean, I sent it to my mom. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm, as I said that night, like, I'm just so proud of you for, it's just such a good book. It's not like, well, our pastor's wife here wrote a book and we're all going to read it. No, I mean, this is, I don't, if I didn't know you, I would love this book. I mean, yeah. thank you. I think that's the way to say it. It's just excellently written and paced and, and just the message is just so God breathed. So. Thank you. I really appreciate that. No, we love you. But we were also talking a little bit about, was there anything that you didn't get to share when we interviewed you before because you didn't want to spoil the book? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe maybe I'll throw that question back at you, both of you, since you've led some groups through it and you've heard ladies talking about certain things. Um, were there any stories that, like, really resonated with them? Um, and then maybe that would spark something for me to share? That's a good question. I know. <laughs> I put you on the spot. I know. <laughs> I mean, I think you shocked a lot of the ladies with your story about your Bible training. Yes. That's what release. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was um, say. And I know you've shared that here and there over the years, but, but I think it like, I don't know that shock is the right word, but they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And like, <laughs> anyway. Um, Even the but, words that were spoken over you, they were yeah. like, they, I said, she's not adding, these are the actual words yeah. that were spoken to her and they could not believe that someone would say those things to you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you yeah. fallen woman. You know? I, know. Yeah. I was the problem. I yeah. was yes. the, I they, was the they one They were wrong. shocked at that. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I think like, 
your willingness even to share that, which at the time felt like the world is over probably for you, or at least like who I've thought I was and what other people think I, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It like gave them permission to, oh, I don't have to hide behind some of these stories that I've maybe thought made me too flawed or Mm -hmm. Or not enough or shameful. Yeah. Yeah. It took a very, very long time for me to heal. And I think I expressed that in the book. Um, But even to realize that that's what had happened and that that was like at the root of a lot of my my problems. And um, Jamie read the book. I didn't talk to him very much as I was writing just because I and I told him I think I told him at one point I was like, this book isn't for you. Like it's not it's I'm not you're not my intended audience. And so if I were to talk it through with you, you may not like resonate with how I'm putting it together or the points or, you know, or whatever. Um, but he did, of course, he read it. And um, and I think he said that after after he had finished, I didn't really ask him a lot as he was reading it. He said after he finished that he didn't even realize hmm. some of that, like, inner turmoil and some of the stuff that I, like, was dealing with for yeah. so long. And, you know, part, that's probably not, not the best thing, um, part of that, is probably on me for not sharing openly about it. But I think that I just wasn't even in a space where I could share it with him when I was going through it. Cause I didn't know. I didn't probably couldn't put words to it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. And there were so many triggers with different people in my life and friendships and just different thing that things that would like trigger it. But I just, it just took so long and it really wasn't until um, my relationship with God and the word and all of that began to grow that, there was any sort of healing to where I could go back and see with a right mind and not a hurt mind. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of, actually, I think a lot of that came together as I was writing the book and saw it more clearly. Mm-hmm. Well, I also, one thing is I had a woman at one point after reading one of the, the Bible stories mm-hmm. saying, I don't understand how this fits into the book. Like uh, one of the late, like Bathsheba. Yeah, or Ruth. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one. It might have been Bathsheba, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she read it. And she said, I, I said, just hold on. Because I remember, I don't remember feeling that way. I just kind of went with it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the book, I was like, oh, my gosh. She led me on this journey, and I didn't realize we were going here. I, so I have just been so excited for the ladies in my group to get to the end of the book and experience that moment as yeah. well. Yeah. So if you're comfortable sharing about that yeah. and like that process. Um, so spoiler alert, if you have not read the book or finished the book, maybe skip these next few seconds. Yes, because there's, <laughs> there's something exciting coming up. I'm warning you. Um, I was going to ask you a question. I was going to throw a question back at you, but I don't remember what it was about that. Um, so I'll just skip ahead to, I did not know when I began writing the book and plotting it out. I, I had like a general flow for the book and I had like chapter names and I knew it was, you know, is it too small a thing? And we were going to look at, you know, first give the perspective, big, big God, big plan, big hope. And then it was going to go into, is it too small a thing, you know, what's right in front of me? And then is it too small a thing, what God is asking of me? And so I knew that. I knew that structure. I knew that there would be three chapters in each and, you know, how to how to do that. And so as I was writing it, I began feeling like, I don't know that there's enough scripture in here or that there's enough um, biblical support. Um, 
and because it really this wasn't a Bible study. It wasn't like a you know, and that's really how I operate. Um, and so then I think God just I think it had to be God. He just gave me this idea, and I think I was probably reading through Matthew at the time. At the beginning of Matthew, it starts with a genealogy. And it lists four women, and that's those are the only four women that it lists: Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. And so, um, I just felt like God was like put these stories in between the chapters because they show up in that genealogy in Matthew, and like tell their stories separately. And maybe it's not like completely biblically accurate; it's not a study on them, but it's kind of like. In a way, you're getting into their, maybe what they're feeling in the moment or, you know, or whatever, very general telling of the stories. It's a narrative retelling. A narrative retelling. Yeah. yeah. yeah I take some liberties. Yeah. Um, and so, and so I tell those stories and it, they do, it just seems yeah. kind of random. But at the end of the book, I tie it all together um, because they show up in Matthew. They show up in that genealogy and it's the genealogy of Christ. And so it's just these individual women who were living their lives, maybe they thought they were insignificant, you know, who am I? Um, Why do I matter? What's going to happen to me? And they don't know where their life ends up. They don't know, they don't see the future. They don't know Jesus is coming at some point and they're going to be in the bloodline of Jesus and that their small, everyday, ordinary, insignificant life actually brings about the life of Christ. And so I just felt like it was a... A good way to insert some biblical narrative, but yep. then also bring a surprise at the end and kind of like tie a bow, a tie a bow on it. And so it wasn't in the original plan. Um, God kind of halfway through was just kind of like, hey, here's an idea. And it became kind of my favorite part. And so I remember, Pastor Mary, when you first read it, you that was what you were like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then another reader that I had one of my um, – another one that gave uh, – um, an endorsement for me. That was her response too. She was like, maybe other people would have caught on to this a lot sooner, but I was shocked at the end. And like, it was just like the moment where it was like, oh my gosh. And so I love that it wasn't in the original plan, but it like is so, I think it's so fun. It's like a little Easter egg and like, it brings everything together. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Well, I like how you, you said you took liberties. Like I enjoyed kind of the life you gave them or the questions you asked. And this is something I've learned about you, especially this last year through podcasting and all that kind of stuff. But even throughout our relationship, like you ask questions that I wouldn't even think to ask. Mm-hmm. And and so the the voice that you have given them in some of those, you're like, oh, she brought, I wouldn't have even thought that, you know, like, <laughs> and so it wasn't necessarily like the content of where you're going with the book initially, but the the spark that it gave or even just the like realization of like, oh, that's what. Ruth or Tamar or Rahab may have been thinking at that mm-hmm. moment. You know, they were real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and like another book that I read, I think in high school that did a similar thing was Francine Rivers' *Lineage of Grace*, where mm-hmm. she kind of like takes liberties as well, and that had like given me such a new perspective, especially of Tamar. I remember that one being so like foundational. Of like, I, it was one of those things you just kind of read over a little bit, or you're like too mad about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just like, and we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit this summer, but. Um, anyway, I just, yeah, they're really fun. Yeah. And that was awesome. feedback I got from the ladies. Oh, I, this brings this yeah. story to life, which mm-hmm. I think was your intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also the idea that, you know, our stories, they're not just for perfect people. Right. And these are women with, you know, some past and some baggage, baggage and some things that would seem interesting. You know, we're talking about 
adultery and prostitution and you know yeah, yeah. have a child out of wedlock yeah and all these things you know um that it, the bible is not full of perfect people right and it helps us to see that from more of a western mindset or perspective because western narrative it has more color and detail whereas the biblical is very spare yeah to draw your attention to those details it's just a different way of looking yeah. at it mm-hmm. so i think it's um it was a part of the book that the ladies have noticed all the way along and they really liked, but I look forward to that moment, which is going to happen for me tomorrow, yeah. where it all comes together yeah. and we talk about it. Okay. Well, again, Ashley, thank you so much for, first of all, writing the book and sharing your story and being vulnerable and going first. It's just the example that we want for city women. You know, it's it's about being vulnerable and sharing stories and that only happens when we go first. So I thank you for being <laughs> the one who went first the one and to for, go first. for sharing your story. Well, thank you for all your support and um, because you didn't have to. You didn't have to give me this airspace or, you know, talk about it or lead groups. And I know that there's been multiple groups um, here at church and my sister's been in one in her church. And um, so I just want to say thank you for the support. It's made it all that much more fun for me. Real a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And once you get through your academic phase, we look forward to um, maybe another book, Ashley. Yes. Maybe it'll be an academic book. Either way. We look forward to it. (laughs) Thank you. Me too. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation with author Ashley Kelly. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out her book, No Small Thing. We will be back next week with more bonus content. In the meantime, feel free to reach out to us with any questions you might have by emailing us at citywomen at citychurchok.com or click the link in our show notes. Follow along on Facebook and Instagram at citywomenok. Okay.